Hey everyone, you are tuning in to another episode of Hosted. Today, I am so thrilled to have some of our favorite hosts, some of our KitCaster all-time favorite hosts, Max and Tristan from The Wolf and the Shepherd. Welcome to Hosted. Hey, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Howdy. Howdy, howdy. So I think the first thing that we need to to talk about is who's the wolf and who's the shepherd and, and give us a little reasoning why ironically the hairier one is actually the shepherd <laughs> that is true i never even thought about it that way how i have so much more hair but yeah i'm Do the you shepherd have more, more wolf-like features mm. i don't know about the wolf-like features but i'm i've definitely you know if you notice the wolf actually wears a hat in every episode and that's to cover up his bald head mm. because he's ashamed and you know embarrassed and jealous of my lovely locks that i have and so it just drives him nuts that I have a nice full head of hair and he doesn't. <laughs> I, shave, I shave mine like pretty regularly, but I have this issue with a really shiny head. And I figured for like videos and stuff, the last thing you need is like the super trooper light shining out. Yeah. You know, well, people I, watching. Think, I think that's just an excuse though. For what? Well, our lighting sucks in here, actually. We just figured out a way to make our lighting better in our little studio. We have a window on the other side here, and we said, hey, if we record during the day, we could actually open the blinds on the window and we get better lighting in have here. natural so, lighting? Yeah. Is so, that what's so happening we, right now? Because you yeah. both look fantastic. Thank you. Well, it took it took us 16 months to actually figure out yeah. that, oh, let's lift the blinds <laughs> up and let some light in. Yeah. Because we've been complaining about the light in for roughly about 16 months. And then it was about a week ago, like, oh, I'll pull the blinds. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually worked. Now, the problem is it doesn't shockingly. work. Yeah, shockingly. But it doesn't work, though, at night. So we're mm. still trying to figure that one out. Uh, we need to yeah. fire our production assistant. Yes. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> is that one of you? No, yeah. no. <laughs> it's his son. He just doesn't turn up. Yeah, though. yeah. He he's wanted to help us with the podcast, but he hasn't done anything mm. yet. So. The oh. problem the problem we found with nepotism is that if you give a job to a family member who's crap at the job, you're kind of stuck with them. Well, not only that, but we're crap with our job too. Right. So we we're terrible with mm. the production and everything else. Mm. So we're bad to train and bad as well. So <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so Max, you. Are there indeed the shepherd? I am indeed the shepherd. Yeah. Okay. And so, uh, you know, I don't want to step too much on your toes, but, you know, he's been called the wolf almost his whole life. It's been kind of his nickname. Okay. And so when we were trying to figure out what are we going to call this podcast, I said, well, we got to go off with something with the wolf. And so the one thing I could come up with was plagiarizing an Aesop's fable, The Wolf and the Shepherd. And I said, yeah, it's got a nice ring to it. And then I said, well, let me go check on GoDaddy and make sure we can buy the domain name because I honestly figured somebody had it. Yeah, that does on. seem like something that would be taken. Right, and I went on, and no kidding, not only was it available, it was cheap. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this is available, but you got to pay like $3,000 for it. I was like, dude, it's nine bucks. I was like, we might as well just go ahead and buy this, and if we don't do anything, we at least own this, and maybe we can put it up for sale for 20 bucks. So that's how we came up with the name. And I also had this insidious thought that, 
Well, it is a pretty popular fable, the wolf and the shepherd, so people might start typing in this accidentally and click on our link and go yes. to our page. So Right. Yeah. Yes, and then there's that, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there's that shoe. Is it a shoe company yeah, or something like that? Yeah, wolf and the shepherd like shoes, luxury shoes no. for men, and they sell these loafers, which are like about $800. Yeah, but it's overseas, right? Isn't it somewhere in Europe? I thought it was somewhere on, up in the northeast. No, oh, that's the same Sounds thing. Sounds like the kind of thing they do. <laughs> yeah. Sell loafers. Yeah, but <laughs> we, we figured, yeah. you know, worst case scenario, maybe we can sell it to them or get some free shoes. Mm. Not that I'd ever yeah. wear $800 loafers. And we've done neither so far. That's true. Yeah. I think you should probably get them as a sponsor. Maybe, mm. right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be yeah. cool. I don't, I don't know how many people in Texas wear yeah. boat-in loafers, to be honest. Yeah. So wear sandal, they wear sandals in Texas if they go on boats. They don't wear loafers. They don't wear boat shoes. Right, but only to get on the boat. Then we kick the sandals yeah. off and we walk around barefooted. Mm. So. Well, maybe you could convince them to come up with some sort of Texas line, you know, sandals mm. and boots. Boots would be tough. You know, that there are so many boot manufacturers, not only in Texas, but everywhere else that, you know, boots have to be a specific way. And yeah. I know you're not a cowboy boot person, but I wear cowboy boots almost every day, even though I'm not a cowboy. I listen to smattering of country music, but there's something specific about a good Texas cowboy boot that I don't think New Englanders could figure out. And to be honest with you, looking at their other range of products, I think if they do do boots, it's going to be something that Lady Gaga is probably going to wear true. and not us. So Yeah, or know. my wife. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Pretty girls much do thing. love their Uggs in Texas. That is true. Hey, every, yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Every girl between the age of like 12 and 40 just wears Uggs all winter. But, but you know what's honestly coming back, which was shocking to me? My daughter and my son both, who's 18 and 16, wanted Doc Martens for oh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. Oh, those and, are hot shoes. And I got mad at my wife because she got rid of her 8-eye Doc Martens back in the late 90s. I still have my 8-eyes and my 6-eyes, both English-made Docs, but only 2% of Doc Martens now are made in England. They're all made in Asia now. So it's really hard to get an English-made pair of Doc Martens. Both hmm. mine are still English-made because they're from the 90s, but they're all beat up and everything, and my son's foot's too big and my daughter's foot's too small. So they have they're Asian Doc Martens. They're still your shoes. Yep. And I, I still wear my Docs to mow the grass. So, yeah. and if my, you had any concern that we wouldn't be interested in, there's a story about shoes for you. Yes. Well, actually, two stories mm. there. I had I had no concerns with that mm. at all, but I am curious, Tristan, why the wolf? Um, why the nickname? Well, our house was right next to a farm, and I used to go out in the middle of the night and kill their sheep. So it's kind of natural, really. Destiny comes looking for you. Um, I, that's what most people in England do for fun yeah. because it's so dreary over there. Yeah, yeah. killing but, sheep. Um, no, it actually came from watching a Scooby-Doo cartoon, Scooby-Doo and the Werewolf or something. And um, for about a week after that, watching that cartoon, this, I was, I don't know, maybe five or six, I went around howling a lot. <laughs> and that nickname just kind of stuck from there onwards. Yeah. Is that your howl in the beginning of yeah. your podcast? Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. It's mm. a good howl. Yeah, yeah we many? had a we had a voiceover artist do like the intro, but then that's me saying wolf, get away from those sheep, and then him saying bollocks. I had to throw the bollocks word in there. I was like, we gotta you know British this up a little bit. Mm. And then the voiceover artist did the rest of that. So 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. I love it. I love the intro. And you've done... Okay, so you started the podcast September 2020, and you've done 160 episodes thus far? Yeah. How well, often? It, we're going we're gonna to take your word for that because before we started your podcast, you asked us how many and we didn't really know, but you actually <laughs> did your research. We're not used to doing research because we suck at that, but uh, <laughs> apparently news to us, we have 160 episodes. Also, we use a traditional uh, Inuit counting system where we have one, two, three, and more than three. True. So and that, that's that it. way we're never wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I should have just said you've done three plus episodes. More than three. Yeah. More, than More than three. three. More than three, yeah. Yes. You could have done that with your hand as well. Yeah. Kind of like something completely different. Kind of like after we're done recording a podcast and I go home and the wife says, how many drinks did you have during that? I'm like, More, <laughs> More than, than three. three. More yeah. than yeah. three. Yeah, that seems like a, pr- that's a really good, I like mm-hmm. that gauge. I'm going to start using that. I might mm-hmm. steal that. Hmm. More than three, less than three. That seems good. Um, okay, so lots of podcast episodes. This seems like it's becoming full-time jobish. Not really. I mean, you'd think it would be if we did it like people tell us we should do it because <laughs> there's this assumption that you have to put in like about 10 hours, 12 hours minimum before each episode in terms of research, pre-production, but we kind of keep it down to about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, okay. Wow, that's amazing. That might be that's an overestimate. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so are I you can... just grouping up then before the before the interview? No, and... normally he doesn't have a clue what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> and, and we like to keep it that way because if it seems so scripted, nobody really wants to hear it because they've already heard it before, right? Agreed. They can go on, you know, the person's website and read that or whatever. So... We kind of like that format that he does the pre-production. He reaches out to guests, figures out who it is. I pretty much know what time. He'll say, okay, uh, Thursday at, you know, 6 o'clock at night, we're going to do an interview. I'm like, okay, I'll meet you at the studio. And then we come in and I say, so who's this with? And he gets here about 5.58, you know, something like that. And I get here about 5.55 so I can make sure the lights are on and the air conditioning's running. And then he'll say, eh, we're going to talk to so-and-so. I'm like, oh, okay, who's that? And he's like, well, you'll find out. And by the way, here's the intro. I do all the intros, so you'd think I should do some research on who we're talking to. So usually I talk to the guest before we hit record and say, let me make sure I'm pronouncing your name and who exactly are you. And I say, okay, well, are you ready to go? And then we hit the button and I introduce and we go from there. And the great thing is, before every single episode, he looks at me and goes, you know what we're going to talk about? And every single time it's, nope. Nope, no (laughs) idea. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, going back actually to the name The Wolf and The Shepherd, we also kind of liked it because there was a theme of duality there and not two separate entities, The Wolf and The Shepherd, that... Really, everybody has to have a part of them, which is the wolf, and part of them, which is which is the shepherd. But obviously, with the show here, we do have two individuals, you know, representing each entity. But you know, part of that reason why Max doesn't like to do research or read stuff up is because we want the same approach as somebody who is listening to the show. Because otherwise, if we do too much background, you know, we assume a knowledge which the listeners won't necessarily have. And, you know, you end up skipping and taking shortcuts and 
you know, we've never really wanted that approach where we're coming on, like trying to be equals with the guests, like, hey, let us prove we know as much as you do. We're fine just coming to it, just like the average person who just tunes into the show, because we want to be educated, just like the people who are listening. Right, and a lot of times I think we want to make sure that we ask questions we actually don't know the answer to. Mm -hmm. And I think people can sense that when a question is loaded. And, you know, that's a loaded question coming out and whoever is answering knows the answer, knows the question's coming and they're ready for it and they have this canned answer. People are smart enough to figure that out. They see it from a mile away. So we didn't want to be that way. We wanted to say, hey, our podcast is basically set up that, you know, if we were in the same room, it's because we're at a coffee shop together, we're at a bar together, and you have something interesting to say, and we're sitting around having a cup of coffee or having a drink and talking about it. Yeah, well, you two have amazing chemistry, and I I, I love that approach because it's it, it feels more authentic, more like you are just getting to know somebody for the first time because you truly are. And I was listening to Jeff Abraham's episode. And I was cracking up at the beginning because you all were talking about spamming and how being the top of the alphabet, you, you've, I can't remember exactly what the statistics are, but I was like, gosh, it's such an awesome way to start a podcast. Like I was, in, I was like, this is interesting. I've never even thought about that. My, my last name's Waylon. So I don't get, I actually don't get a ton of spam. So well, that's why you've never thought about it. I've never thought about yeah, it. You, you don't have those you've never problems. Been victimized. Yeah. Yeah. No. You've never been victimized with having an A and B last name. It's terrible. Yeah. First world problems. Mm. <laughs> and subsequently, 75% of people, well, it's just over 75% of people who buy those spam blockers are actually people whose last names are between A and F. Interesting. Yeah. That makes sense. sense. Yeah. Mm. Makes total sense. So, so I love that approach. You know, I think that sometimes I I know from working with our clients at Kitcaster, a lot of our clients want to be prepared. They want the questions in advance, but it definitely, it changes the dynamic of the interview completely. So have you ever had a guest on that you felt had a difficult time with the kind of free, free flowing nature of the conversation. Yeah, we, we yeah. had one, and we probably had more than one, but one comes to mind. I won't name who it is. Uh, I knew that they were coming on the podcast, and I listened to a few other podcasts that they had guested on, and I kept hearing the same thing over and over. So it, you know, it'd be a question asked like. What was your first pet? And it was like this canned story that you could have just reached over and hit a button and just played back like verbatim going on. And I forewarned him about it. And I'm like, look, this person's coming on. They have these canned responses. They're expecting these certain questions. So let's give them one and let them get that canned story out and then start throwing curveballs. And he said, all right, agreed. And no kidding, we went right into that one. You know who I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we went right into that one. I think you were the one that asked the the softball question. And sure enough, I said, you know, ask this question. And I played you the podcast. I'm like, here's the response. Like, word for word, this is what they're going to say. And sure enough, and you were sitting there like, oh, yeah, he's right. And then the softball started going. They enjoyed it. 
but they weren't ready for it. Yeah. Mm. Now, that's the one I remember. There's probably other ones that I'm not thinking of. I've always had this kind of thought that you need to do an interview that your mum would listen to. And by that, I mean, you know, whenever kids do things, parents will always at least initially support them, whatever it is, and however good or crap they are at it, they'll follow them. And, you know, if your own child is being interviewed, by about the fourth or fifth time and your child is being asked, oh, where did you grow up? What are your interests? Even the mom is like, yeah, I'm fed up of listening to this. <laughs> so we want to try and take the approach that, you know, if somebody does follow this person or they're interested in what they have to say, it's not going to be a carbon copy of every other podcast we've been on where they've been asked the same questions. It would be like, if you like this person, listen to their interview when they're on The Wolf and The Shepherd because it's not going to be the same kind of questions which they're normally asked. Mm-hmm. You and might so, find something new. Yeah, and so we try and take that approach that makes something your mum would listen to, you know, not something which somebody's been sick of hearing with, you know. Does your mom listen to the show? No, she's dead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Set yourself up for that one. I'm sorry, I sure did. <laughs> Actually, I, I know, when she said that, I'm like, I know exactly what you're going to say I, right here. I know, I know I'm going to keep a straight face with it yeah. as well. <laughs> As soon as it actually rolled out of my mouth, I was like, you should have not have asked that question. <laughs> no, uh, my, my parents figured out that uh, it, we put our shows on YouTube. And so they both have iPhones, and I both showed them how to find podcasts on their, their iPhone and everything. My mom has a three-year-old iPhone that looks like it's never been used. And my dad uses his phone quite a bit, but doesn't download apps or anything like that. I mean, to them, a phone is a phone. I mean, it's kind of funny. We still call them phones. They're not really phones. They're computers with a phone app on them. But uh, I showed them how to use YouTube, which was probably a mistake. But then they watch, you know, a few episodes or whatever on YouTube whenever they're not watching a movie from the 50s or my dad watches cable news, like, from the very early in the morning all the way late at night. So That's but very much it, a it, generational thing. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. You know, my parents are in their 80s. So, yeah, I mean, that's their thing. There's but. been some days he's come in to work and uh, he's got this forlorn look on his face and it's because his parents have bought a new piece of technology and he has the look of somebody who's just come back from a tour of Afghanistan. Yeah, <laughs> well, did you, you didn't even look on the other side here. I have my dad's laptop today. <laughs> Because he's clicked on enough links in his email that he screwed it up again. And so after we're done today, guess what I get to do? Fix the laptop again. My goodness. it's It should be like one of those things. It's like there should be barriers, right? Like getting yeah. your license. There's just, there's just certain things, like maybe taking some tests. Like, would you click on this email that was sent to you? If... No, then yes, you may have a computer. Well, my dad can't figure out why he wouldn't want to click on a link that says, this is a funny video. I'm like, well, Mm. they're trying to trick you, dad. But yeah, but they said it's a funny video. I'm like, I get that, but they're trying to trick you. It's like the scammers calling you on the phone and saying, give me your credit card number. He's like, well, I put that in the computer. That's safe. I'm like, oh, no, dad. No, No, it's not. No, it's not. It'd be terrible, actually, if your dad was single because you know those spam emails you get. Hot girls want to meet you in your area. Be like, wow, I haven't even left the house either. And be clicking on all those things. To give you another example, my parents were complaining about the cost of cable TV. And they said, can you help us, you know, save some money on this? So I got them an Amazon Fire Stick. 
and they have Amazon Prime and everything. And they're like, this is the greatest thing. And, and they've got Alexas too and all that. And they, you know, yell at Alexa, Alexa, what time is it? And, and all that good stuff, right? So after a month, my mother gives me a call and she said, Amazon charged me $600 for this Fire TV. You said this was going to save me money. Oh, no. And I said, well, yeah, what did you do? She's like, I don't know, but I have all these charges from Amazon. Well, they didn't realize that the movies they were clicking on that you had to pay for. Oh, so no. my parents paid for $600 worth of movies in a month because it popped up on the screen and they could just click on it and watch these movies. Now, shout out to Amazon. My mom called them and they removed all of the charges wow. because That's of impressive. what happened because she didn't understand it. The reason I tell this story is, ironically, now my parents at their house have parental controls on all of their fire sticks and their Alexas with a passcode only I know so they can't spend their money. You're like, oh, mom and dad are watching a movie again. Yeah, My son once spent $380 in like a weekend on my iPhone. Oh, wow. So I had to like completely remove like everything. Yeah, but he there. bought like nine different versions of Baby Shark. Mm. Yeah, I think he did. I think he tried to buy some merchandise as well, but <laughs> I removed the, uh, you know, the credit card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. finally. That, yeah, that is one thing. So I have three boys, and I have a I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and an elementary aged boy. And they have yet to do that. But I've heard so many stories from parents. They're like, yeah, so so-and-so got in my Amazon account. I got this huge package and they charge $600. I'm not really sure what I've, I, I don't know what kind of fear I've instilled in them, but they are like terrified to purchase anything without asking me at least five times. Oh, that's good. Well, I had a, I had a friend actually whose daughter had this idea that when she saw her parents get cash back in the store that they were just giving you money. It's like, really? You just ask for cash back and they give you money? Oh, like on your ATM yeah, card or yeah, whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So she got she got um, her mom's like ATM card like a few times a week and kept going into stores and buying like candy <laughs> and whatever she wanted and then just getting cash back. And... Um, she started building up all this cash and it was like a couple of months before like the parents noticed and said, what have you been doing? She goes, look, I have all this money. It's just like, yeah, it's our money and you spent like over $60 in the process on Skittles trying to get this money. Wow. So, she thought yeah. it was like a job. Like, it's well, cool. I'll it's go just and that easy. You just and ask for money paid. back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's one thing that we kind of struggle with kids now mm. because... Oh, no, we, she was 17. Well, okay, I'm talking about like under 18, okay. right? It, that because like I grew up and I'm sure you grew up and you grew up that we mostly saw our parents paying cash for almost everything All or writing a check for it, right? And our kids grow up just seeing us swipe this magical card or nowadays you just hold your phone up to a machine and they don't see that transaction of, you know, dad had a $100 bill in his wallet and he gave that back and now he has $60 in his wallet. And then we went somewhere else and by the time the end of the day was there, he had $2 left. Dad left that house with no cash, got all this stuff with this magic card and came home, still has no cash, but has all this stuff. So all I need is one of those magic cards and they don't understand the numbers that go behind that. Completely. Did you, did you all in elementary school or middle school, did you have to do a checkbook log? 
Like they teach you how to log all of your transactions. I just yeah. draw around dinosaurs. No. <laughs> Do they even have checks in England? Is yeah. that a thing? Oh, okay. Mm. I didn't know. Mm. You know, because I know y'all are still backwards over there. <laughs> oh. That's yeah. why you had to get over we're here wait, so we're fast. We're waiting for other people to test stuff before we move forward with it. Yeah. And the English, of course, used to be like the pioneers of everything, and now y'all just sit back and pioneers of invasion. Well, taking stuff, stealing stuff. Y'all were good at that. We're very good at that. Actually, um, I never told you the story of once I actually saw a mug in, and I must have been like again about five or so, five or six, and um, I think I was waiting to go to see a movie with my dad, and I prodded my dad and said, "Dad." I just saw this man try to sell this other man a knife and he gave him the money and he didn't take the knife. And what I'd actually seen was this guy held this knife up to somebody, <laughs> demanded this money, took the money and ran off. But I thought it was an like so honest, tra- honest transaction going on. And it's like, it's giving him all that money for the knife and then didn't take the knife. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hadn't told me that story. <laughs> That's incredible. Mm. All right, so I'm going to change directions here a bit. How the two of you meet? Where did this all happen? What's the tell me the what's the magic behind this partnership? Match.com. He was pretending to be a woman. <laughs> yes. Because I am very beautiful. Yeah. And I fooled it was you. That hair. Because you were going you were going through that kind of issue in your mind of, you know, which kind of sexuality you were. No. Well, no, it's it's because you uh left the name of the model website on the bottom of your profile photo, well, that's which gave it away. I'm, that's because I'm terrible with all those apps. Yeah. Now, God, how long have we known each other? Oh, like probably going on years. like 10 years, yeah. yeah. You know, just had a mutual friend. We used to do what was called driveway beers in Texas. So you rotate around people's driveways. So I think it was my turn that night. So everybody came over to my house. You all bring out your chairs. You sit down in the driveway, you drag out a cooler or, you know, some people have the garage fridge. Everybody, you know, brings over some beer to whoever's hosting it and you throw them in the garage fridge or the cooler and you sit around and you talk. And so a mutual buddy of ours brought him along one night and him and I started talking. It was me, you, Eric, and I swear there was a fourth, but I can't remember who it was. Doesn't even matter. And so him and I just started talking back and forth and this mutual friend of ours just sat in the chair and was, you know, listening. Basically, I hardly ever said a word the whole night. And we're just talking about like 900 different topics. And it was kind of funny because this buddy of ours said, man, I could listen to the two of y'all talk all night long. I'm like, yeah, you know, you didn't even say anything. I thought you fell asleep or something like that. So that's kind of how we met. And then, you know, the years passed and we continued to, you know, do the driveway beer things. But, you know, not not that fantastic of a story. But No, I think that that's uh, driveway beers. That sounds incredible. I'm from the Midwest and we had garage beers. Like we would hang out in everyone's garage. So I'm very familiar, just kind of moving it outside a little bit more. But so well, that's because Texas has much better weather than the Midwest. Much better weather. Yeah. Y'all got to stay inside. Yeah. You have to stay covered. So I think that that's cool. And like somebody was listening to the two of you just riff, right? Essentially, like you were just doing kind of what you do on your show. So at what point were you like, we should take this show on the road? There's two different versions of this. Um, <laughs> Tell your version first. <laughs> 
this. I wasn't familiar with the two different versions. Well, so, so there's his version, and then I'll tell you the truth. Well, there's the, also a third romanticized version of it, which... Well, that's for the made-for-TV yeah, movie that we're going to make movie. in like 10 yeah. years. I like yeah. it. It's like choose your adventure. Right, yeah. Fun. I'm going to be played by Brad Pitt. You're going to be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. And <laughs> There's too much of an age difference there. Doesn't matter in Hollywood. Really, oh, that's so. true. Tell her the story. Anyway, story. So based upon that story he just told you about how the friends said about us talking, Max, who's part of the story, says, oh, I then asked Tristan, do you want to do a podcast? And I kept saying, no, 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 which wasn't necessarily true. The problem was that we were both too lazy to actually get it started, that we kept putting it off, talking about it, putting it off, talking about putting it off for about three years. Then um, at least one day he came and said, I think I found a way to get free beer. <laughs> he said, we'll do a podcast and we'll get a beer sponsor. And I was like, okay, that makes fair enough. Because at that time, because I used to drink then, I don't drink anymore, but I used to drink quite a lot then. And I figured, oh yeah, this will save us like probably about 20 bucks a day if we get a beer sponsor. So it seems smart. We started started the podcast and actually got a beer sponsor within what, like about two weeks who delivered us that keg and kept Amazing. filling it up every time it ran empty. What? So like at that point we were kind of in this, well, we've got the beer. Do we keep going with the podcast? But I guess in order to keep getting the beer, we have to keep going with the podcast. So <laughs> by the time we actually got into our flow and enjoyed it, you know, we were good with it. Yeah. A lot of those early podcasts, we were very, very drunk. I can't remember a lot of them. We actually yeah. did a review. I think it was the 100th episode and we went back a little bit snippet of every single episode we'd done and we were just going off the titles. And like, I think the first 30 titles, yeah. unless it was something super, super obvious, I was, I had actually had to read the show notes, the descriptions, and I was still like, I can't remember talking about that. <laughs> right. Probably need to do another show on that because I can't remember yeah. anything. It'd probably be more intelligible if we did another show on mm. some of those topics. Because, I mean, it, we we started out the podcast, and, and yes, that basically kind of is the story. And I said, you know, we have these conversations because we would still do kind of a version of driveway beers, but a lot of times I'd end up going over to his place or he'd come over to my place and his girlfriend at the time, now wife or or my wife would come out and kind of check on us. But we just sit and have these long conversations about stuff. And I kept saying, you know, we ought to just record this. I mean, that's kind of what a podcast is. And we weren't big podcast fans or anything like that back in the day, but that was before podcasting really kind of entered the mainstream, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And then the whole COVID thing happened. And I said, look, this is a perfect time to do it. I mean, everybody's already at home. They're looking for more entertainment stuff because, you know, they're not really, you know, stuck in the car listening to FM radio or satellite radio or whatever. Uh, they're working from home. They've got some extra time. Let's go ahead and start recording this. So I went over to his house one night and I said, look, let's just set the phone down on the kitchen table because it was cold that night. Uh, so we were inside and let's just record a conversation and see what happens. And so we did that for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And then we absolutely hated it. And we said, no, nope, this, this sucks. This isn't going to work. And we punted the idea for like six more months. And then kind of the, the beer idea came along. And so I'm like, look, I've got this old mixer. 
Let's get some cheap mics off Amazon. Let's plug everything together and see what we can do. And I think the first episode we recorded like six times and we hated like every version of it and we were about to give up. I'm like, well, let's record a few episodes and throw it out there and see what happens. And so we did that and we didn't really put too much focus on it. And then we said, hey, you know, we contacted a guy that was brewing beer and everything. We're like, hey, we need a sponsor. You know, every podcast should have a sponsor. Be our sponsor. And so we've got these episodes. So we had the proof. It's like, let's get our free beer. And that was basically all we were shooting for. And then you went out of town. Mm. And I'm like, well, now what am I supposed to do? (laughs) And so I called a couple of friends of mine. I'm like, hey, would you want to come and let me interview you on the podcast? And they're like, well, First of all, what podcast? Because we're terrible with marketing our podcast, even to this day. And I'm like, yeah, we have this podcast, whatever. So I brought them in. I told him, I'm like, I, I think we got to keep releasing podcasts so we keep the beer coming in. And I know you had to go out of town, but this is what I did. And he's like, well, that might be a good idea. Maybe we can actually start interviewing people. I'm like, yeah, it kind of sucked, but you know, I think we'll get better at it or whatever. And that's kind of where we're at now. So we went from coming up with a random topic basically and saying, let's talk about this for an hour to, you know, every once in a while we'll do a topic, but now we get to meet interesting people, talk to them and, and do our thing and really enjoy it. Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's so funny that it started that way of like this kind of like false start, right? When you listen to yourself and you're like, Oh, this is, this sucks. This is terrible. And then it takes some time to like really kind of figure out what it is, what the format is and, and get some traction. And now you're just, are you, you're having fun, right? It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I I think one of the things you struggled with, uh, when we first started, we didn't use headphones because you hated the sound of your voice. I I never had a problem with mine because I had done music stuff before in public speaking and all that. So hearing the sound of my voice didn't bother me, but some of the early recordings, like you'd listen to it and you'd say, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. And you didn't want to wear headphones because you didn't want to hear your voice that way through the headphones and everything. So there was kind of that struggle up front as well. And, you know, we, we looked at it as let's put as little time, as little effort, and as little money as possible into this. That way it's easy to walk away from. And now we put in a little bit more time, probably the same amount of effort, Mm -hmm. and still don't spend that much money, but are having probably 10 times the amount of fun, maybe even more than that, to be quite honest with you, because some of the people we've got to meet along the way has been incredible. Some of the people we've talked to, we never would have thought about talking to that person. You know, we, especially with KitCaster, right? Y'all presented us with some folks that have been amazing folks on topics that we probably wouldn't have looked up ourselves because we were kind of self-serving in the beginning. You know, here's a topic we like, so we'll talk about this topic. And then, you know, KitCaster comes along uh, when we grew our show and it became more popular and everything. We're like, yeah, we would have never thought to talk to this person or that person about this topic or that topic. And so it's been really cool and made some friends along the way. Yeah, I think that's been the most rewarding thing, kind of the people we've got to know and we stay in touch with. And there's quite a lot of guests and some of them, you know, coming up to like a year old who we're still keeping regular contact with. Um, But I think, you know, to Max's point, talking to people you wouldn't 
normally talk to, I think anything can be made interesting if you can make it relevant somewhat. Mm. And the, the problem is if you don't have somebody to bridge that connection between the topic and you to make it relevant to you, it's not something you'll go out by yourself and try and research. And, you know, having knowledge about things which isn't, you know, in your normal kind of range of interests, it, it's good just to be able to have different conversations because you, you know, get so rehearsed in your own conversations and your own point of view sometimes that it's almost like when we were talking about formulaic um, interviews with guests who are just used to that question and answer format, that your own life becomes like that when you're in the same situations, having the same conversations all the time, that you very rarely, you know, divert away from that. And so when you get to talk to different people who you'd never talk to, talk about topics you wouldn't talk about, it does expand, I guess, you socially quite a bit. You know, it's not really even getting out of a comfort zone because we've never felt like, oh my goodness, we're going to be stressed. We're talking to somebody who we literally know nothing about the topic. We've never felt like that. And I think that's because of our approach that it's just going to be like, hey, we went to a wedding and we got sat with this person next to us at the table. It's 45 minutes. We've got to kill. Let's just have a conversation. They tell us about their life. We tell us a little bit about ours and let's treat it like that. And I think that's what's made it fun is we've never felt any pressure regardless of who we've spoken to. And recently over the last month or so, you know, we've had the opportunity to talk to, you know, guests who are a little bit more well-known, but it still hasn't put any kind of pressure on us when we've had those conversations because we've just always approached it in the same way. You know, you've just been sat down together. You've got 45 minutes or so to kill, just talk. Uh, and mm-hmm. and hopefully, you know, this isn't part of the success of the podcast, but I think there's a lot of folks out there that kind of miss those conversations. And I think that the wedding metaphor is kind of a perfect one, right? So a lot of people being like in quarantine and, you know, held up and not going to work and not having the water cooler, quote unquote, conversations and everything, this kind of replaces it, but with somebody that they don't talk to every single day. So we're kind of replacing that for them with somebody that might be interesting, you know, like a guest speaker comes in or something like that, that they don't get to witness anymore. So they can fire us up whenever they want to beauty of podcasting, you know, versus cable TV or FM, you can download it and listen to it whenever you want to. And I don't know, maybe that's some of it. Uh, But one thing that we always said, we don't want to niche down you know, we, we'll talk yeah. to an author on Monday and talk to a shaman on Wednesday, you know, yeah. and things like that. Because you never know until you talk to somebody whether or not they have something interesting to say. And you can't just niche yourself into one little pigeonhole of listening to the same kind of topic, same kind of rhetoric over and over again. Yeah. And also I think, you know, I think where some podcasts come across, across as artificial is because that amount of research perhaps a podcast host has done in advance so they don't come across as stupid. We've always been very open, admit our faults in what we don't know. And, you know, we're quite self-depreciating in a lot of our humour. And, you know, if a podcast guest says to us, oh, have you heard of blah, 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 we're not going to give off some turgid response that we read in preparation to make ourselves seem smart. We'll just be like, 
No, mate. Oh. No bloody clue what you're talking about. Well, it, <laughs> a, a, a lot of what you're saying there has another value somewhere else too because a lot of hosts, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a um, you know news show or whatever, it seems like hosts nowadays always seem to try to one-up the guests a little bit. Like, I'm the important dude here. You know, yeah, you're my guest on my show, but I'm the important guy. People are really here to see me and you're my guest and all of that. We flip it completely around. Like, you're the guest, you're the important person. We're just here trying to facilitate a conversation, keep keep that conversation flowing, learn something, and not sit here and try to explain to you how great we are. And I think that's worked for us. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there is so much beauty behind podcasts and, and the approach that you're taking, because we are living in a time where our circles are small, spontaneity is tough. We do we don't have much of that these days, but you're branching out and talking to people that you otherwise wouldn't ever talk to. They're not in your circle. And you're having spontaneous conversation that you never once thought you would ever have. And it's just so beautiful, especially now when I think people are craving that sort of that sort of connection. Yeah, I also think that, you know, it we're in a bit of a time where people are so scared of offending people yes. that they're afraid to have some of these conversations themselves because it isolates them between friends, work colleagues, whatever, if they say the wrong thing. And they want to hear somebody's opinion expressed on something. And, you know, the news for good or bad on both sides, whether it be, you know, kind of Democrat or conservative based, still preaches to its own choir. And so... It's very rarely you get the chance to see a natural conversation between people because somebody's always holding back or following a doctrine that they're supposed to present, you know, on that channel. Whereas, you know, when we talk to somebody, we honestly don't know where it's going to go or what's going to be said. I mean, we have a certain control over what we say and how we react. But we always say to the guests, every guest before we start recording, look, you take this where you want to go. If there's something you want to focus on, which isn't even really the topic of the show, talk about it and we'll run with it. And we're not afraid to really go any direction with it. We're not afraid in offending people giving our own opinions, you know, because we feel like without this, and where do people go now to hear any genuine conversations, you know, without people having to walk around on eggshells? And talking about the walking around on eggshells and people getting offended, I, I'm not going to say every podcast, but the vast majority, usually one of us will make fun of each other kind of towards the beginning. And that's kind of that old school, and maybe this is more of a guy thing, but, you know, we, you usually, quote, unquote, bust balls, right? And so I'll make fun of him in the beginning or he'll make fun of me or whatever. And you can see the ease of the guest. Like, it's like, yeah. okay, this is a comfortable conversation. We are just some buddies sitting around when I've just now met these guys and literally they're making fun of each other right in front of me, a stranger, you know, because some people might not do that in front of a stranger being like, oh, Tristan's the greatest guy in the world and he's so smart and he's so handsome and, you know, he's so 
cheap that he has this Adidas hat that now is missing the second D because I noticed before you were missing the I. I pulled that off in the car the other day to see yeah. if you'd notice, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it, we'll, we'll throw something in there, just, just some little shot at each other in jest and in fun or whatever, but then it settles somebody down like, okay, this is easy going. Other than that uptight, like, you know, next on the podcast, we have so-and-so. And, and it's so contrived and so crappy. And and we kind of enjoy the fact that, you know, production value isn't 100% of what some TV show might be or whatever. Because you can see that everywhere. We don't want to try to fool people into believing we have some TV show or something like that. We have been it's, known to go to the bathroom during the show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, but honestly, that's one Only of the one benefits. time, though. So. Yeah, well, but you yes. didn't left, take your microphone with you, but, right? We've no. Left, no. We've left okay. somebody behind okay. to actually uh, Yeah, it, but that is one <laughs> of the benefits from having a co-hosted pod sh- or podcast, right? Yeah. So if, if I've got to get up and go... Uh, you know, usually, you know, the, the screen switches and the guest is talking and I'll look at him. I'm like, you know, yeah. gotta go, I'll reach over and I'll mute my mic and, you know, walk out. And then we have a window that's behind me that you can't see. And so we'll peek in and I'll be like, okay, guest is talking. Okay. I can sneak back in and then unmute my mic. So he says that, but there's been at least two occasions when he's done that. And the moment he's gone, I've said to the guest, Max has just gone off for a piss. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Yeah. As I'm editing or, or whatever, getting yeah. ready, I'm like, oh, thanks for that. Yeah, he, he sneaks back in in the door and he's opening it really quietly. And I'm talking to the guest, but obviously he can't hear him. And I'm just like, yeah, he's back yeah. now. He, they already know what you've been doing. Mm. You don't need to tiptoe around here. Yeah. That's so funny. I love that. Well, this is this has been a great conversation, you guys. I think that it's it's interesting to hear from the perspective of hosts and what why you do what you do. It's not... I know that you have got it to a place where you're not spending a huge amount of time on the podcast, but it does take work, you know? And I, and I think that you have now proven that you can publish 160 episodes and also not remember what, 100 of them, which is pretty impressive. Uh, probably 149 of them. Now I no. get where that's convenient yeah. for the, you know, oh, more than three. Yeah, if anybody ever uh, kind of like accuses us of something and says, did you say this? Be like, I, don't I don't know. know. It kind of sounds like me, but yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. What yeah, episode it, do you think that might have been? Right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you listen to that and type out a script so we can read it and just that snippet because we're not mm-hmm. going to go back and listen to our right. stuff. But yeah. I, I think a, a lot of folks out there, though, with, with podcasting getting so popular, everybody runs out and says, oh, I'm going to start a podcast. And one of our favorite ones and I'm not going to mention the name of the podcast. Mention it. No, no <laughs> I'm not going to. No, well, yeah, but I mean, it's still out there, which is kind of the bizarre thing with the podcast, right? Yeah, Once you put it out there, it, there, yeah, it lasts forever. Mm. And uh, it, this guy that I know decided he was going to start a podcast. And so mm-hmm. I listened to, uh, they, they have two episodes. They're both episode one, but they're two episode ones. No, and one's everything. the pilot. Well, yeah, but he but also he called to it, it as episode one during yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we can drag him through the mud, you know, constantly. We could we could make a whole episode out of that. Ooh, that's it's an awesome. idea. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it you know everybody thinks it's easy, 
right? It's yeah. like, oh, you know, and you read all these articles online, like, oh, it's easy to start a podcast. You, no you can barrier. do it with your phone and, it, you know, go on this deal and it's free and everything. And so there's so much garbage out there. So you see, oh, there's 2.9 million podcasts or 3.1 million podcasts. Yeah. But most of them die out. What's the pod fade? It's like seven episodes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, seven or eight like, episodes. Yeah, yeah, if you can, if you can at least make it to seven, you know, you've made it. And we're like seven, really? You know, until you told us like 160, we're like, that's a lot of podcast episodes. You know, in thinking about it that way, but we didn't want to just like jump in and put the time and effort in and then just quit, right? If we were gonna do that we would have quit it episode one and then we would have never uploaded it but it's so easy now just to upload and so the general public that don't have podcasts they're sitting there trying to figure out which are the good ones you know yeah you've got joe rogan you know you you've got all the big names out there that have these podcasts and it's easy to find and they're quoted in the media and all that but then we're we're still in kind of the upper level of that middle ground where We've been around for a while, but we're not pumping millions of dollars into TV commercials and radio commercials saying, listen to this, right? And so it's still kind of hard for the general public that aren't real big podcast listeners to find podcasts. And yeah. you know, like going back to my dad, my dad knows Joe Rogan has a podcast and he's like, the stand-up comedian has the biggest podcast in the world because my dad looks at him as a stand-up comedian. Like, yeah. that's who Joe Rogan is. The Fear Factor guy, you know, that's a stand-up comedian, he has a podcast, and he has more viewers than CNN. Like, doesn't make sense to him, right? And so it's easy to get out there, and then people get frustrated because they record this podcast, and they're not Joe Rogan overnight. Your dad hates CNN, though. So your dad, I bet he knows the statistic of every show that well, runs that's, that actually that's probably ha- true. has more viewers than CNN. Yeah, that is yeah. probably true. He's, he's probably very close to that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people get into it because they think they're going to be famous overnight. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Everybody wants to hear what I have to say. And I think we've approached it. We want to hear what the guest has to say. So. You've got to look at it a bit like, this is going to be a tenuous link. Um, a bit like OnlyFans, okay? Anybody can start an account. Why do you always have to take it down the dirty route? I don't always take it down the dirty yes, route. Yes, you do. No, Just occasionally. No. Do you smell yeah. tacos? Do I smell tacos? I do smell tacos. Somebody's bringing you lunch. No, that never happens, actually. Uh, the one person... Uh, I think the people us, next door it literally brought in tacos. The, the one person who ever brought us in food to our show stole some of it and ate it on the way. That is true. <laughs> Seriously, they were supposed to bring us in food and they ate half of it. Yeah. And we got it and we were like, oh, this is delicious, but why is there so little food in such a big container? Never thought about it. Then we spoke to the guy whose restaurant is and he said, oh, yeah, I put a bunch of stuff in there for you to try. And we are kind of like... Yeah, there were like five bites. We didn't get that. Yeah, but where was yeah. I going? Oh, yeah, OnlyFans, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I smelled the tacos, yeah. and I know you smell them now, too. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I look at it like OnlyFans, and like anybody can register and be an OnlyFans model, but you don't go out into the world and say, hey, yeah, I'm a model. Just like if you start a podcast, you're not suddenly this famous person because you have a podcast. And I'm guessing, just like with OnlyFans, the more successful ones are the ones who do a decent job of it. 
And it's right. going to be the same way in the podcast. Where That's why your OnlyFans failed. Yeah, two, yeah. two followers and <laughs> one the, of them's my alter the ego. Yeah. yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it is it it's a it's a grind, and I think a lot of times people get into it for the wrong reasons. So um, it sounds like you guys have gotten into it for the right reasons, and you're having fun. And now I want to have a little fun with you guys. We're gonna play Would You Rather. Would you ready for it? Would you? Would you? Would you? Oh, would you rather? Would you rather? Would you rather? Yeah, I think right. I know the rules to this game, but I'm gonna so play along easy. like I I know. It, you got to so pick between easy. two things, right? Correct. Yeah, Basically. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna lead you down this path, but I'm gonna mix it up a bit since I have two of you. Okay. Because okay. now I want to see. We don't have to give a joint answer, right? It's just no, individual. No, but I want to see if you share the same brain. Oh, okay. Mm. So I'm gonna ask the question: Would you rather? I'm gonna give you the options. Then I'm gonna say. Three, two, one, and I want you to say it at the same time, and I want to see if you say the same thing. Oh, interesting. Can okay. we do that? Yeah, yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay, all right. Hopefully, the answer choices aren't very long. Mm. They're not. It's super okay, easy. Super right. easy. Okay. So, who would you rather cut your hair, Tim Ferriss or Malcolm Gladwell? Three, two, one. I have no idea who either one of those uh, people oh, are. No. Ditto. His exact answer. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. All right. All right. They're both <laughs> podcast hosts and actually both authors. They're kind of amazing. You should look them up because I think you both would like them. Okay. This one's a different one. Better one. More recognizable. At least we agreed we share, on that one. We did one. share the same brand. Yeah. Neither we do of us share the same brand. Yeah. For oh. sure. Who would you rather write your business pitch? Elon or Oprah? Elon. Th Elon. Okay. Oh, we're supposed to wait you for her to count down. Sorry. Countdown. We're, yeah. But it's okay. We didn't want any room for like yeah. misinterpretation there. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. All right. Oh. Okay. So this is somebody. Well, okay. Next one. Next one, though. Let's let her do the three, two, one. Yeah. We'll do okay. the three, two, one. Okay. Right. Remember, Who, she's the host of this one. This is not our podcast. It's, yeah. it's a hard. We're just flipping this up a bit for you all. Okay. Who would you rather take to a party? Dave Chappelle or George Clooney? Three, Two, one. Dave, Dave Chappelle. Chappelle. I like it. You guys are aligned. All right. Who would you rather be stranded on an island with? Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? Three, two, one. Tina Selma Fey. Hayek. <laughs> 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 oh. I would rather kill myself than be on an island with one of those well, two. Well, yeah, ditto, yeah. but... Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, they're amusing in no. scripted roles, much? but yeah, I think in natural, just everyday life, yeah. I'm not sure I'd be enjoying it. Okay. This is a fun one. This is our last one. Who would you rather do your taxes since we're rolling up on taxis in here? Willie Nelson or Mike Tyson? Three, two, one. Mike Willie Tyson Nelson. for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we finally disagree. Mm. Why, Willie, why Willie Nelson though? Well, the dude's high all the time, man. How's he going to do your taxes? He's going to be creative. He's, he's going to get you in federal prison for like well, 25 yeah, years. Well, yeah, but you help me do my taxes and you're usually high when you do my taxes. Well, I don't do taxes, so it's a bit of a bogus question. Oh, I thought you did them for me. Uh -oh. oh, that Are explains a lot. Yeah, it? that does explain a lot. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was great, you guys. Thank mm. you so much. And thank you for being a guest on Hosted. Where can people find you? Where are we um, streaming? 
Well, the main focus you can go to is uh, com, and that gives links to pretty much everything, all our YouTube episodes, all of the episodes on pretty much every podcast platform there is. And you can find all our links to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter through there as well. So rather than giving all those individual addresses. Yeah. Thewolfandtheshepherd.com is the best way to find Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Great. Awesome. And if you are Wolf and the Shepherd shoe company and you come up with some sort of genius idea to sponsor the show. That doesn't make us look like Lady Gaga. I think yes. I think you're game for it, right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.